Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm just saying that I'm using this time to like get everything organized in this nebulous downtime, this like no man's land time between Christmas and New Year's to like organize everything so that I can be even 1% prepared for a baby. People keep saying that like, oh, you don't have to do anything right now. It's like the time between Christmas and New Year's. Time relax. I'm like, no, this is when I should be getting ahead on things instead of just staring into space. I mean, there's two schools of thought. There's that which is why a lot of people came out of the pandemic like, oh, I haven't done anything. I actually gave myself a break because I was like, I work so tirelessly and so much all year. There's a reason I don't have anything to do now. It's because I did everything. So I've just turned all my attention on like fixing this office up and getting like getting rid of stuff and donating a lot of stuff to Goodwill. Like just getting stuff out so that when the baby comes, I can just chill for the five weeks, it turns out, I've allowed myself. Oh, my God. What a mistake. Good. What a mistake. What? Are you, when you're cleaning the house, are you finding different little pockets of garbage I've left, like little nests and little in between the walls? No, we had a hazmat team come in and deal with your desk <laughs> after you left. But, mm. you know, I we had a nurse come this is an option and uh, give like a class, like a, here's what you need to know birthing 101. Not so much like a, here's how to breathe, but like, here's what happens at, you know, in pre-birth, during labor, after birth, here's what our hospital does. Like just the rundown Uh, because it's LA, like a big part of the tutorial is like, here's where you park (laughs) at this hospital. Here's where valet is. And that was really hard to, she was great, but like sitting still for four hours, like as a comedian, when I haven't had to do that since college, like that was rough because I just had a mm. huge coffee. I don't care what anyone says about that. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I feel a little bit better about it. Here's my thing. Women do this all day, every day across the planet and have for thousands of years. Yeah. So I think that there is, Noah and I were talking the other day about upper middle class white birth and how that differs from other types of birth. 
And while you have access to more things, like people listening to you, there is this sort of mind game where they do want you to think, like industries want you to think you have no idea how to do this. Because if you have no idea how to do it, we can sell you all types of things. And I don't want to play into that. Like, Uh they're like, bring your own robe to the, bring your own maternity robe to the hospital. That way you can pull it down for easy breastfeeding. And I was like, is anyone wearing a robe that's also a straight jacket? It's a bathrobe. It comes down in the front. Like, no, nice try. I'm wearing my ratty bathrobe from Target. (laughs) And that's what we're doing. So- There's a lot of that. A big part of this is like sussing out like who you need to listen to, what you actually need. Anyway, a lot of of info, a lot of holding your legs back, pushing out. But (laughs) in this one case, I have decided I am not special. Almost everyone I know has done this. We're going to do it. We're going to get the drugs. We're going to do it. And hopefully it'll be okay. Yeah. Famous last words. Famous last words. You stare at the baby for a while and then you say, all right, peace out. See you later. But got to go to bye, 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 bye. South Carolina. Apparently they need you like every hour for like the first few days to feed them. <laughs> it's crazy to think about like if you have a pet, you can just go to the movies and be like, bye pet. I'll be back in two hours. Yeah. But like even if a baby can't walk, you can't just be like, bye. I'll see you in two hours. I'm looking forward to having a small thing on my lap that somewhat retains information. Like I show Tian Fu a oh. bee. I'm like, is that a bee? She's like, I'm going to eat that bee. Show a baby a bee and then it knows what a bee is. I'm looking forward to something that's going to grow mentally versus stay donut mouth. <laughs> we hope. Yeah. Also, I don't think this baby's going to be early. Uh, I think it's going to be right on time as I am often. And I already told the doctor, I'm like, we can't have it go past the day we thought because I've allocated very limited so time. Impatient. I'm not impatient. I'm impatient for nine months. No, I mean, in life. So, oh, like, yeah. on the sixth, you're going to be just tapping your watch. Like, Noah, come on. Let's go, baby. Noah had the funniest thing because everyone's like, oh, the sixth. January 6th, Insurrection Day. And I said that to Noah and he goes, oh man, now we can't go this year. (laughs) (laughs) Grab your horned helmet and your animal pelt. (laughs) Anyway, but... uh, Oh boy. We got some some questions. We're moving into a new year, which so far promises to be nothing more than a tepid version of what we've experienced. But hey, new year, new you, right folks? Uh, supposedly. We're going to do it. It's going to, you know, we got invited. People are appalled, but we got invited to a wedding on New Year's Eve. Yes. Okay. You mentioned, I still think you're not going to be able to go, but how do you, what do you think right now? The only reason I don't roll my eyes at this wedding, it's a very good friend of Noah's, uh, lovely people. The only reason I don't roll my eyes is this. One, we're not going to attend. Um, I think if we were healthy, we would get a COVID test and we would go but we're in a different situation. I get how people who have quarantined and vaccinated and done everything for the last two years who were trying to get married, a lot of those people are our listeners, are kind of like, look, it's now or never. Like, I'm not 21. Like, I want to get married and and it's enough already. Like, how how much do I have to sacrifice and people just continue to not listen? And to be fair, if I were to argue for them, they did schedule this wedding because weddings take time before Omicron was a thing. Like it was looking like it was letting up. So it's like, look, you put a deposit, you order stuff, and then this happened. What are you supposed to do? And it's not like mandatory. If you don't want to go, don't go. So we have offered 
as the gift to make a uh, like a crudite platter because I'm very good at that and Noah's very good at that. So we're going to go early, set it up really nicely and beautifully with like farmer's market produce and color-coded vegetables. And then we may or may not stay for the service, which is like 15 minutes, uh, wearing a mask in the back and then we'll leave. How many people are going to be at this I wedding? I don't want to talk about it. Not my wedding. Okay. It's not my wedding. It's not something that I'm attending. And I get it, folks. So <laughs> I'm just wondering if you have enough crudite for everybody, is why I'm asking. Uh, I don't think we do, but also it's like we're not caterers. Like we, we're bringing something beautiful and you can eat the past shrimp. Like it doesn't have to be like everyone's got to load up on purple endive or whatever. I miss past foods. Is that going to go away? I like a food coming by me and I grab it as it goes by. You know who I bet had plenty of past apps is uh, Cardi B at Offset's birthday. It was just like 800 of your closest friends maskless all dancing. And it's like, well, I'm sure there was some shrimp there or something. So I think where there is a will, there is a way to have past apps. Yeah. All right. Sorry about the the sneezing, folks. Oh, I didn't tell everyone about... Nobody cares. I got sick Christmas Eve. Like we're talking... And you know what nobody wants to hear? Somebody describing how sick they were. And it wasn't COVID. We got several tests, both PCR and non. And uh, it's just, and and it's just like one of those colds that like is not going down without a fight. Yeah. So I'm like a pregnant woman that just can't stop coughing and snoodling. Doing the best Maybe I can. Maybe the cough will help the baby come out. Loosen that baby. Yeah. Use those <laughs> diaphragm muscles. All right. <laughs> We're ready. Other people have problems bigger than mine. All right. Anonymous has uh, several DMs attached for us. They say, Hi, Eliza, Emily, Snowpeach, Gracie, and baby girl. I'm 25, moving in with a friend next month. Any advice or must-haves for a first apartment? Now, that's the least important part of this because the next part of this question is, also, the leasing agent followed me, slid into my DMs, and went crazy psycho. See following screenshots. Any advice? Do I tell the leasing company and risk him knowing or pray he continues to leave me alone since I ended everything? Thanks so much and love tea in Cincinnati a few weeks back. Happy holidays. Hold on. So here's the- Yeah, I want to know. I have to know those DMs. Okay, so they met for two tours of the apartment. She says, I didn't flirt in any way. Hold on. Even if you did, who cares? What? Right. I don't care if you were naked. It's your home. What? uh, Did you end up leasing this apartment? So it sounds like they're moving in with a friend next month and they said the leasing agent followed me. So yeah, I think they did. But so if you, let's... Okay, go ahead. Let's work okay. under the assumption that they're in the apartment that this agent leased them. Go ahead. So this person says, yeah. I'll just leave it at this without saying too, too much. I really like you and I really like talking to you. I'm very excited for our date on Wednesday. I want to make it work and I hope you feel the same. And then Wait. our person said... Okay, yeah, go ahead. So this was after two tours. And I very much don't know what I want because I very much like my life currently, LOL. But I want to be fair to you and I will honestly go into everything with an open mind. Also, IDK, how you really like me. I'm not that great from the two tours, LMAO. Wait, so do you ha- are you going is- on a date with this person? I don't understand why. No, so it sounds like, so this person then sends, so then the leasing agent sends like the longest paragraph of all time. Like, I look forward to seeing you outside of a parka, but your body is not what I'm here for. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's not even your personality as much as I enjoy and appreciate that. The reason I like you is because I feel a connection. I feel chemistry. Don't take this the wrong way and think I'm taking things too quickly. I can take things slow and I'm trying to control myself. But I'm an emotional guy. Stop. So that goes on and on and on. (laughs) 
And I'm getting like said, I'm getting like PTSD flashbacks of dealing with like total psychos, like when social media was first a, like a thing, and none of us had the tools to be like, oh no, you're a crazy person who doesn't understand boundaries. Right. So she winds up telling him, I don't have feelings and I don't know you and I don't want to date a man who knows where I live already. I appreciate your kindness and the help you've given me in the apartment search process. I hope you have a great day. I'm looking forward to the move. Okay. And And then he says, look, I really like you, but if nothing's going to come of this, I need you to not text me for both the sake of my emotional and professional well-being. Don't text me. If you ever change your mind and want to go out with me, then you can reach out and we'll go from there. But for the time being, I need you to not drag this on. You're welcome for the help, but please don't text me unless something changes. I don't understand why he was saying Wednesday. Did you say, was he talking about like showing the apartment as a date or is he just completely delusional? Had you been texting him like, we're going off the assumption that you actually didn't say anything to him. And these are completely out of the blue. Based on these texts, I get the feeling that it was kind of that polite thing that you do when it's like a man that you might have to see again. And you're just like, LOL. Uh-huh. Sure. I, the fact that he's like, oh, my God. I, it was so Here's wonderful. A question. She's like, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm moving in. Here's a question. Okay. There's something that we're not getting here. I'm missing too many details. I'm so sorry. Like, I'm wondering... Yeah. Did you text? Did you, you know, it's not like, oh, look, you flirted with him. Look what you get. I don't know what you texted him. It does seem like you did text. And I'm not saying you could have exactly like what Emily said, like, okay, great. Going to be great. This is a lesson to all girls out there. You know, it's tough because you, you know, we want to be nice and you want to be professional. And sometimes you don't know. And I know it's like, oh, you always know when someone's flirting. Sometimes you don't know when someone's flirting with you. I've definitely had that happen. And then the person's like, I'm actually really into you. And you're like, oh, I'm so, I found you so unattractive. It never occurred to me that you <laughs> would be into me, but I guess I'm kind of attracted to you now. Um, so he shot his shot. He's obviously a crazy person because that type of texting is so erratic and weird. But this is a lesson to all girls out there. You have to draw your boundaries. Like, why does he have your Instagram handle? That means he looked for it. And I'm wondering, did you DM at first? You know, like, it's not about chastising you like, oh, did you open the door? But just being aware of what makes you comfortable and not LOLing it and not being sweet. And you are within your right to reach out to the leasing company. That being said, I, I'm a little unclear on what went on between you before, how much of the texting, if you're telling me that out of the blue, he DM'd you, made up a random date, all this stuff, then this guy probably won't have this job for very long. Usually guys like this like fizzle out and all of a sudden it's like, oh, that guy, Jim, yeah, he moved to Idaho. Like they have a mental break. Look, LA is replete with dudes like this. Like he went crazy on me and then like, I guess he married, he's like married to like a teacher and they live in Alhambra now. I don't know. So if you feel safe, great, but you're always within your right to be like, this is inappropriate. Uh, I'm a client. Like, I don't like this. It's okay. What's the worst that's going to happen? Some guy you're not into doesn't like you. And I get it that you're scared for your safety. He's probably going to do nothing, but monitor this. But this is a better lesson for the future of like drawing your own boundaries. This guy's for sure going to fizzle out because he's a crazy person. And yet just do not text back to that. Don't be like, okay, will do. I don't know if this is text or DM. It shouldn't have gone to DM if it was a text situation. You should never have to text him. You're leasing an apartment. This is not like a major, you're not donating a kidney to someone. So just be- It's a tough, tough yeah, housing tough. market. 
you know, um, go all LA, just completely ignore, 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 ignore. But uh, yeah, you're within your rights to say something if he makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. But that's, you're, you're not going to do it. If you didn't, uh, if you didn't move on this thus far. And also if he leaves you alone now, then just leave him alone. He could just be a misguided weirdo. Yeah. You should see though, if you can change your locks just for peace of mind in the building that you're in. Talk to the landlord. Try not to fall in love with the locksmith. Kick it! That would be useful. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Eliza in the pack. 
I have a friend I've been friends with for 10 years. Over the past year, my feelings towards her have changed and I'm not sure what to do. Are I you like a boy or girl? Connect with her. Is this a boy or a girl? This is a girl. And it's not feelings like like feelings. It's like, I feel I, they're not getting along anymore. So this girl and another girl. I feel like I'm not able to connect with her like I used to and I feel drained after I hang out with her. I've noticed that she never asks me how I'm doing and every time we hang out, I'm asking her how she is. Yeah. At times, I feel like she compares herself to others. There's always seems to be some issue she's dealing with. She's a single mother of a toddler. I don't have any children, but I have other friends that have kids that I continue to connect with. I know she struggles with mental health. I've helped her find a therapist, but I honestly just don't have fun hanging out with her anymore. Next year, I'm getting married, and I asked her to be a bridesmaid because of Oof. our long friendship. But I feel like I did it out of obligation because I don't want to have to hurt her. Am I a shitty friend? What am I doing wrong? I mean, you're definitely in two different places in your life. She has a toddler, so she's a mom. She's focused on that kid, and you don't. That's not good. That's not bad. You're just in different places. Um, I think it's okay to kind of distance yourself from this person. Uh, so what? She's a bridesmaid. So she shows up day of whatever. I think what you're just saying is like, you're just, you said it. You're not getting from her what you used to because you're both different. I don't know if you're ever going to have kids. It doesn't matter if you do or if you don't. But she has a toddler. That's incredibly overwhelming. She's a single mom, which is, let me be very clear on this, the hardest job in the world. Um, So she's just in a different headspace. I wonder if there's a version where you're more sympathetic to that, you're not going to be her priority. You know, I, I wonder if you could, it's not your job to introduce her to other mom friends, but it's the fact that she's reaching out to you. Are you having any fun or is it just her like unloading on you? You're within your rights to kind of be like, Hey, I'm busy, you know, give limited text answers. Nobody wants, you don't want to come down on her. You're just, you're growing apart. I would just let yourselves grow apart. Don't bring up the wedding. Six months go by, if she reaches out and she's like, hey, the wedding, you can just be like, I haven't talked to you in a while. I, You can address it then. I would, that's tough because part of me is like, I feel bad for this woman and and her life sounds very difficult, but it's okay to let Not things go. Yeah, it'd be one thing if she was making an effort like, hey, can I come over? Can I bring coffee? How are you? But you're not there to be an emotional punching bag. I have a friend who's dealing with, not a similar thing, but a friend who... They're just going through something awful. And the friend only ever talks about that thing. And it's like, well, you're not my friend anymore. You're just somebody who is miserable all the time. And it's not like you're my sister or a relative where like there's blood between us, you know? Friendship is a two-way street. And if you're really getting yeah, nothing, like yeah. Six months of that or something, sure. But let's say we're on like year two of just her having no nothing to say to you about you. What? What are you in it for anymore? Is And also, are you, is this hyperbolic? Like, does she really not ask you or is it just you don't want to hear about her kid? Like, take a step back and see, like, is it really as one-sided as you're saying? But if it is, it is not unheard of that people without kids sort of pull back from people who do have kids because it's just unrelatable. I'm about to have a baby. And when my friends talk about their kids who are a little bit older, I kind of don't listen because it's just, it's hard to, retain that information, you know? So just, it's about anybody talking about what they're going on through in life. And it's so visceral and it's so clear and present. She's got this kid, she's a single mom and you're not that. And you have no, you don't have the credentials to advise on it, you know? And it's kind of boring to listen to because 
you don't really have much to say about it. Plus, she doesn't ask you about yourself. So you're like, what are we doing here? Yeah. If she's not just manicure, pedicure friend, which is the friend you grab just to get a manicure, pedicure, talk bullshit and leave, then uh, it's okay to move apart. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good idea to just kind of let it let it fade. And if she comes back around ahead of the wedding. Yeah, you'll see. Also, don't think about it anymore. Also, I think I swallowed a bug last night because I woke up like choking. Uh-huh. It's the second night in a row it's happened. And I think it's still in there. And it keeps like putting a tent- not tentacle, an antenna <laughs> up to be like, I, I exist. So well, I you're coughing. swallowing your, the rest of your spiders for this year. I think I swallow so many spiders. And I will tell you what, on my baby shower, I saw the biggest spider. And one of my friends is Australian and I had him handle it because only an Australian is equipped to handle a bug this big. And I don't know how it got in the house. I don't know where it came from. I don't know what kind of passport it had, but it was black. <laughs> and I looked at its butt. It wasn't a black widow. It was like a Halloween spider. Mm-hmm. It was, it could almost pass as a person. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I have a black widow nest in my window. Oh my God, why? They're all gone. It's empty eggs and dead bodies. I don't know what happened there. Something bad. (laughs) Oh my God. All right. That's awful. (sighs) I have a question of ethics that I currently can see reason from both angles, but I'm curious for your points of view. I've always seen marriage as a sacred thing to be respected, but as I've gotten older, it seems very few others practice any respect for the institution, regardless of their spoken views, and especially the vows they've taken. What are you talking about? Very few. I think people take it very seriously. People can say anything, but in the end, they'll step out if they feel like it. Whoa. That said, when a man has no respect for his marriage, despite the things he says, clearly it's already a broken thing. My example is a current situation where if it came up and I felt like it, I'd probably sleep with him because I'm no longer looking for a serious relationship. And even if I don't, he'd find another girl. Being the other woman is demonized, but in the end, it takes two. If he hadn't started the flirtatious conversations, I'd never have considered it. So is it inherently wrong to be involved with a man who is legally married, even if his mind and body have wandered? Yes. To me, at this point in my life, actions like that seem to nullify the commitment because by his actions, he's no longer committed. Same for women, obviously. That's just not my specific situation. Thanks for your podcast. It's a weekly highlight in my life. I love that you listen. Listen to me. You are using uh, you are using his actions to justify your desire. Deep down you know that it's wrong because you're asking. If you didn't think it was wrong, you would just do it and then justify it later. Of course, it takes two. And the vilification you're talking about is how women are always vilified as like the other woman. The other man is usually just like some hot loaf that's like, I don't know, I was just came to fix her pipes. It's wrong. It's wrong because it's not your place. And it's wrong because he's not giving you the full story. It is very common for a man to say to the other woman, oh yeah, my wife is just different. You know, she acts different now. We don't have sex. You don't know. You don't know if he goes home and tells her he loves her and sleeps with her. Some people are psychos and they want both. You don't know what goes on in their house and I don't trust him to tell you the full story. It is a story people talk about. He said he was leaving his wife and it's like 15 years later. You know it's wrong. That being said, If this is like the love of your life, you know, then that's what it'll be. But it usually isn't that. You know it's wrong. It takes two to tango, but why be half of that tango? 
But on, on a selfish note, why get involved with someone who isn't wholly committed to you? Well, so this person is saying, they're like, oh, I only need like casual stuff Right, now, but you but- don't. But, but eventually you won't. And think of how you'd feel if you were her. She, maybe he comes home every night and she's like, I thought everything was fine. I don't know why he's doing this. Some people cheat just for the power. And it's not, uh, it's not a viable excuse to say like in general, like people don't. I found that they don't care about their vows. Look, nobody's perfect, but you know, it's only 50% divorce rate. The rest of them do care. I, my husband cares. I care. Plenty of people do care. So don't use that to validate your carnal feelings for him. Also, don't sell yeah. yourself short. You're selling yourself short. You're like, I just need a fuck. No, you want more. You want to, and you would want to be treated with respect. So don't pay yeah. it forward because it will get paid back to you and that's going to suck. Saying that this man doesn't respect his vows has nothing to do with his wife respecting them or not. Also, like, he's not that hot. Like, there's no way. There's no way this guy is so hot. Okay, so you're telling, he started flirting with me. It's like, so what? The floodgates are open. Watch out. So this guy's a piece of shit. That should gross you out. Right. Unless yeah. he truly is that hot, in which case, oh, go for it. <laughs> no. That should I be a character flaw. You demonize the other woman, but it's like, obviously the person in the relationship is the worst, but the other person is a great because they're a party to it. Like, it's me- not great. It's not a good look. Let me give you another way to look at this um, because it is always easy to be like, yeah, the woman must suck. And I mean, this guy sounds terrible. Uh, A friend recently, we saw a friend and we went to say hi. And the friend's a a guy and he's married and they have a uh, baby. And I went to hug and he goes, don't hug me. He's like, my wife says I cannot hug because of COVID. He's like, don't hug me. My wife's being a psycho. He goes, I'm married to a psycho who won't let me hug anyone. He goes, she's an absolute psycho. And my husband chimed in. He goes, well, to be fair, her husband does call her a psycho. <laughs> and I thought that was such like an egalitarian thing. Like, yeah, like I'm sure being called that doesn't make her feel better. And so it was kind of like a way of like taking up for her, but also being like, sure. But, you know, you're also saying these horrible things about your wife to other people. Anyway. Right. When there's a pandemic. Anyways, you know, yeah. it's wrong. It's just wrong. Don't don't be the yeah. like single viper woman that's like, whatever, you put it out there and now one of my Medusa snakes is going to bite you in the penis. <laughs> hey, y'all. Love the podcast. It's my go-to for long road trips because it always keeps me laughing and the drive just flies by. I'm a 26-year-old woman, as is the friend I'm writing about. I had an intense experience with my best friend this summer that I'm still reeling from. We've been inseparable friends since we were 12, even though we sometimes lived across the country in different hemispheres and different countries during that time. We are very different, but I always thought it was in a balanced yin-yang kind of way. After traveling together internationally for five weeks this summer, our first international trip together and first trip longer than a week, I saw a lot of different sides of her that I really didn't like and characteristics that I don't think are acceptable. She was not at her best by a long shot because we had a lot of COVID-related stress changed locations last minute, lots of important safety regulations to navigate, and she had a ton of her own stressors, planning a move across the country, starting law school, money stress. So I gave her a lot of leeway on how she acted during the trip. But then I realized that we had much deeper issues and have for a while. In spite of it, I had a really great trip and grew exponentially. I feel like I shed a new skin and I'm really grateful to be growing in the direction that I am, but I don't see her growing with me. 
when she continued to be condescending and belittling upon returning home. It confirmed my gut feeling, and I told her how I felt. I did it over text so she could process it at her own pace. No, you she did it over text because you didn't want to confront her like a person. That, that's bullshit, but okay. She tends to avoid conflict like the plague, and I made sure it didn't come off aggressive. She responded a month later apologizing and said she'll try to be more aware. After a few weeks, I didn't think she was going to respond at all, and I was honestly ready to cut ties, including with our family, who I'm close to. Uh, in an ironic twist of fate, one of her brothers and I recently started texting. He's a good person. I could actually see us being friends if my friend wasn't a factor. Any thoughts on how to distance myself from this friend in a kind way? There's so much damn history, but she doesn't particularly value integrity or personal growth, and that's too important for me to ignore. Thank you. I don't know. Sorry. I don't really see any of the details here, and I'm not... I, well, I don't... What? You told her you guys weren't working out, and she was like, okay, fine. Like, you don't have to do anything else. Like, you did it. You're done. Yeah. I just say, let it lie. You know, I, again, don't have the details of what she's valuing, what she's not, what she's doing, but it's okay to grow apart and you did your thing and maybe she'll come back. And it seems like she tried to take in some of the advice, but especially if you don't live together, like it's okay to be distant. And the important thing is you did get out what you had to say. Going on a trip with someone is a big step like it's always that rough. Yeah. really change how you look at someone even just like a weekend trip you could be best friends with someone but then you see like their bedtime routine you're yeah. like what are you doing what's going on over here yeah and you live far apart especially since you're 12 which who cares what you value when you're 12 and you live far apart so you're connecting on menial things and now you're adults and look all that matters is you said how you feel you never want to come across as holier than thou like i do all these things you value none of those but it's okay to have your values. And it seems like she's kind of cool with it too. But I think what bothers you is that she isn't like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Let me change to be the friend that you want. So you have to reckon with that. Uh, maybe don't hang out with the brother <laughs> just for a little bit. Or if she lives far away, do. But I don't, that's a little weird. Maybe don't. Yeah, did you, is why he, did uh, you start talking to the brother? Because well, he's a good leasing agent. Kick it. Hi, Liz, Emily, and hot Scotty. What does it mean when someone tells you they're, quote, the opposite of gay, if they're not trying to come out as straight, because who does that? The opposite of gay is super gay, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's what, I am a 25-year-old queer female, and I just came home from hanging out with some friends. When I walked in the kitchen around midnight, I saw my male cousin who lives with us watching TV. He appeared to have been drinking, but just started off asking benign questions about who I'd been with and what I was doing. After a minute or two, he proceeded to say, can I ask you a question? I said, sure, and waited a couple of minutes, but he was silent. It started to make me anxious, so I said, if you've been drinking, you should go to bed. He replied, I just don't know how to ask you this. I then jokingly said, it's okay if you're gay, we'll still love you. He laughed uh -huh. a bit at that, then said, it's the opposite of that. I thought it was a weird response, so I slowly started backing out of the room, telling him he could text it to me instead. He said no, and that he'd tell it to me tomorrow when I'm on the clock. We work together for the family. What does that even mean? In the past, I've mentioned to him that it's a normal identity to be asexual and or aromantic, and he denied it. Even if that was the case now, it seems an odd thing to come out as. Also, what could he want to tell me when drunk at midnight that would seem appropriate during working hours? I want to give you all the context I can think of. I'd really appreciate your help. Okay, I'm reading this because my immediate thought is that your cousin is attracted to you. Oh, God, gross, Emily. Um, well, she's like, hey, it's okay if you're gay. And he's like, I'm the opposite of that. Well, first of all- a secret for you. You are- making such a mound out of a molehill. Who cares the way your like random drunk cousin 
like phrased a response to kind of maybe an insensitive joke that you made. He could have been prepared to ask something else. He may not be comfortable with his sexuality. He may be. But that's a little, if you think about your words, like it's a little, if you're not gay or if you're someone that struggles with it or you're not, look, not everybody is like super sexually woke. And there's a version where you're like, it's okay if you're gay, we'll still love you. And that wasn't what he was going to say at all. And that threw him. Maybe he's not that fast or something. So I think what you said was actually like a little curt. Um, I don't know what he was going to ask. And you're queer and you expect people to respect your pronouns, uh, the way that you were born, choices, whatever. And that same respect needs to be extended to someone who is not at the same place on a spectrum. You know, I appreciate and I stand with queer people, non-binary, transgender, whatever you are is fine. But in order to fully be fine with it, you also have to be fine with how other people are. And the opposite of that, he could have just, he could have meant it's a girl problem and I'm straight. He could have meant it's a financial question. He could have just been drunk, but you are from a place of insecurity, probably from what you've dealt with, attaching a lot of meaning and here you are writing this question. This is weeks later. And he, I guess, still hasn't asked you. So sorry if his liquid courage ran out, but you really don't need to think about it. And and you don't, even if he's gay and he doesn't want to talk about it, you don't need to force it. Like, I would let this go. Yeah. And, and hope it's not that he's attracted to you. What I always, look, I have a sticker on my phone that said every, that says everybody's a little gay. And, uh, I don't know if she's gay or queer, but a girl gave it to me and it's made by like a queer company. And, and I do believe that even if you've never slept with someone of the opposite sex, like there's a tiny part to it, you know, whether it's you're a girl and you think other women are beautiful, there's, there's a tinge to all of it. Um, so I really align myself with that. That being said, you know, it always bothered me when like a lesbian would be like, I'm going to turn her gay or a gay guy would be like, I could take your husband. I could turn him. You're born what you are and you can come into various versions of that. But a straight person, a heterosexual, heteronormative person respecting what you are and who you choose to sleep with and who you're attracted to, it goes both ways. So this idea that like I could turn you is just as preposterous as you can turn a gay person straight. And so we all need to just back off and stop being gay or straight, queer, whatever, concerned with who anyone's sleeping with because at the end of the day, it's all fucking gross. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It so is. much fluid. Oh, God. Yeah. Especially in these trying times, these trying plague times. Yeah. So I think if more straight people realized how many people were actually gay that you've been trusting, living with, buying produce from, you'd realize it's not a big deal if somebody is not heterosexual. We all need yeah. to just take a step back. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. 
Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. Real effing doozy here. Background. My aunt, by marriage, has always been very hard to be around. She's very narcissistic, prone to lying, and seeking attention of any kind. The problem. She's not a good comic. (laughs) (laughs) A few months ago, she was fighting with her sibling, my step-parent. Re, her demands that my step-parents solely support their parents financially, saying their dad has dementia, which he definitely does not. Side note, their parents care for... I'm already lost. Sorry. You've, I know. I'm my cousin, her daughter. My, okay, so... My aunt-in-law, the, step-parents, what? So the aunts, the aunt shares parents with this person's step-parent. So this Got person's it. step-grandparents. The aunt is like, you have to financially support them. They have dementia. To the person. Yeah. And our person's family is like, what are you talking about? So... <sighs> Also, Maybe they- these grandparents support the aunt's daughter and pay her mortgage and car note while she refuses to get a job. Okay. In the heat of the sibling fight, she made an accusation of sexual assault that occurred when they were children. <sighs> My stepparent insists this did not happen, and we, the nuclear family, trust that. It's not that we want a victim blame or not believe the aunt, but this is not the first time. Try sixth time she has made these accusations against a family member or other person specifically. Is it a different family member spot. each time or is it the same one that's every time? I guess if it's a different with, one each time, then that's just really bad, really bad luck. Right. And if it's the same one, maybe it's true. Uh, I get heated with false accusations as it takes away from victims. So I decided my parents agreed to cut off communications with the aunt until she gets help in addressing her issues. To make it worse, their parents wanted to not take sides but refused to see my step-parent if the aunt is not present. They skipped my kid's birthday because aunt was not invited. I, this so is the question. Okay. Is it, is it what I've time re- will the train arrive in Boston? I've been reiterating to my parents that we don't need to see any of them and we need to take a beat. We have to hold firm that sweeping aunt's accusation and issues under the rug has to stop. Is my involvement helping the situation by keeping us strong or am I overstepping and I should let the siblings figure it out on their own? FYI, I've been in this step family for 20 plus years, so it's not a new relationship. Thank you. Love me some Eliza in the podcast. Okay, so let's assume, let's go ahead and call it a stepdad, all right? We keep saying stepparent. Let's call it a stepdad. Okay. We're just going to, Stepdad, stepdad has a sister. sister. Right. And the sister is like, you need to financially support our parents, our parents who support me and my child. Which so basically you'd she be wants supporting them. If the parents them, didn't have to support, down. right. Here's what happens. Here's what it is. Okay. The aunt, by the way, I get this, your step family. This is your family. Okay. Yeah. Uh, your parents, your step grandparents wouldn't have to financially support the aunt. 
uh, and her kid if she had a job. So ipso facto, you'd be supporting the aunt and the kid. She needs to get a job and they need to address this abuse. She could have been, so she's saying she's sexually abused by someone in the family or the parents. The grandparents. We don't know. Yes, and I'm assuming... Yes, what? I asked a question. Oh, no, yes, we don't know. Okay. I mean, I'm saying yes, so we don't know who she accused, but... Here's the... Right, okay. That part is something that she needs to deal with. If it only comes up when she's angry, it might be a manipulative tactic. It's weird if it's the parents, but she still wants money from them. That's a weird thing. You just need to be clear on your boundaries and... You're like, I'd love everyone to be together. You can just kind of be Switzerland because Switzerland's the one with the money. You can be a peacemaker and you can just be like, we are never going to support them. They can start by saving money by not supporting you. You need to get a job. And that's that. The sexual abuse thing, you know, like you could be willing to listen to it and create a safe space to listen to her. But it sounds like if she's just hurling it when she's angry, it might be like a manipulative tactic. Try to stay out of it. Because at the end of the day, she's not getting any money out of you. And that's what seems to be the root of this. Yeah. I I understand wanting to support your parents and be like, look, I know you're sad that the grandparents aren't coming over, but we really have to stay firm with not having the aunt over because that's stressing everybody out. Or like, have her over fine. and just blow it wide open. Sit everyone down and be like, you bring this up. Like if, you, if you're the kind of person that likes to get it all out, be like, you make this accusation a lot. This is your chance to be heard because we really want to address this. If this is a deep pain, because God forbid, what if it did happen? And like, that's the root of a lot of this. So of course you want to listen to her, but you need to let her know it is off the table that we will be financially supporting your parents who are financially supporting you. So let's separate that issue from your accusation because those are two separate things. One's got nothing to do with the price of tea in China. Kick it. Hi, Liza, baby arm, Tian Fu, and baby nugget on the way. I'm currently pregnant and expecting our first baby in the summer. Our family members have been super excited about the great news. However, my husband and I have concerns about family members who are not vaccinated. For context, my family is fully vaccinated and some of his family members are. His mom and sister have refused to get the vaccine or for various BS reasons, which is their choice. His sister is also completely anti-vax to the point that her son has not been vaccinated at all since birth as she does not believe in experimental drugs. <laughs> it's not an experiment. I do. At least that's like, <laughs> you know, across Wait, the board. How is a vac- but- How are vaccines for children that have been given out for over 50 years an experiment, but like Doritos and like vanishing caloric density and like chugging energy drinks and all the crap you spray on your hair and face, how are those not experiments? I mean, there were a lot of tweets that came out that were like, if you've ever eaten yeah. whatever at Taco Bell, like you can get the vaccine, yeah. you're fine. <laughs> no, I mean, I always think about like, if you if you can think back to what you were willing to drink to get drunk in your 20s, you can get the vaccine. Also, you know what else is an experiment? Flight. Every time you drive a car, every time you leave a house, it's an experiment with fate. All right, we don't need to. Oh. It is. With the baby on the way, we have concerns about family members coming into contact with my baby who cannot protect itself. Yeah. My husband and I have had multiple conversations about this as those family members cannot be avoided, unfortunately. How do we tell them about our concerns and wanting them to get vaccinated if they want to be around the baby? I hate that this is a conversation we have to have. However, after trying to conceive for so long and the baby being unable to protect itself, we feel like we have to set rules to keep him or her as safe as possible. 
Love the pod. Thank you for all that you guys do. Keep your listeners sane every week. Hoping to see one of your shows in 2022. Listen to me. I mean. Look, a baby cannot protect itself. And by the time you have this baby in the summer, you'll have to see where we are with the COVID of it all. You'll have to see if infants can get this vaccine. You'll have to see all this stuff. And by the way, this is not experimental. The COVID virus has been studied for a very long time. We are in a pandemic, but this is not a virus that no one had heard of before. Like infectious disease doctors, epidemiologists, they have this contained in a lab along with tons of other diseases that we study, which is how we were able to come up with a vaccine in record time because there's still studying on the books just because this variant of it is different. So that's insane. But I mean, and that's why that's part of the funding that Fauci is in charge of and all the various labs. It's like they have all over the world different labs that study different diseases and have them in vials. Like this is this is what science is, folks. Okay. That being said, and I've been saying this for a very long time, you as someone who believes in science and wants to protect your kid, you have to be just as steadfast and uh, intrepid in your beliefs as these anti-vaxxers. What? You're, you're not getting a vaccine? Well, absolutely you can't come near the baby. We have to change the language versus like, I'm sorry, it's just if you could get to a test. You have to treat these people like, oh no, I, that's delusional that you think you're going to hold my baby without your T-Dep shot or whatever. Without your The fact that she hasn't had that kid vaccinated at all. I mean, I don't think that kid can go to a regular public school if he hasn't had his like baby vaccines. I don't know. Um, uh-uh. so you have to stay strong with your husband, back each other up. We had this at Thanksgiving. We had a relative who would not get vaccinated and I argued and I argued, you know, and, you, and you're waver and you're like, okay, well maybe you wear a mask. And my husband was like, absolutely not. And if he wants to talk to me, he can. It has to be hard and fast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and you have to see where the vac, the, the, the virus is in the summer, but you have to do what's right for your baby and you will become, more steadfast in that the more pregnant you become. The other day, uh, Noah and I ran out to get something and we were leaving the store and in the parking lot, a woman walks up. She had like a moped and it was really shitty and she didn't look great. And we were not in like a great part of town. She goes, excuse me, can I get a jump? And Noah thought she said job. So you're like, oh, you're just rambling. It's like, no, what does that mean? And I saw that she was holding jumper cables. And as a woman, I saw another woman and I was like, okay, do I? And so she comes up to me and she was like a little crazy. And first of all, it's a brand new car. I have no idea how to pop the hood. So it took me like five full minutes to figure out how to pop my hood. And it's cold and I'm pregnant and my nose is running. I'm like, I just want to get home. But that's not right. Also, we were in a shitty part of town. So the narrative would be like, oh, these two white people wouldn't help this woman. But I was like, no, you're a woman. It's not like you're a dude and you're not holding jumper cables. And it's not a van. Yeah, but- It's like a moped. My spidey senses did go off. I'm like, is this a scam? Like, are you calling? Some, like, is it like, oh, look, I got them here. Now come like, just whatever. But I'm like, okay. I'm looking around. So I finally popped the hood and she walks toward me. No mask. Normally, you know, you're like, hey, could you just, I go, whoa. I go, you need to back up and you need to put a mask on. And you could tell that she was like, like kind of weird. She goes, oh, so I, uh, and she like takes out a sweatshirt and goes to tie it behind her head. She goes, sorry, my moped ran out of gas. She goes, are you, she goes, how pregnant are you? I was like, literally like nine months. You cannot, I was like, do not breathe on me. And she goes, I just had a baby too. 
So of course I'm just like, oh my, if that's true, like, uh, look, let's just get you a jump. That sucks that you yeah. ha- you're on a moped going to Taco Bell. And I go, how are you ordering from Taco Bell without a mask? She goes, I just left my house for a second. I go, okay, just, I go, I don't actually know how to use jumper cables. And she goes, it's okay, I do. And I stopped, I go, stop. I go, I'm not here for a tutorial. Give me a second, stand right there. I don't normally speak this way to women or people, but she had no problem being crazy, being near me. And I'm like, I'm nine months pregnant and sick. And I just was like, I don't care how pleasant I'm coming off. Like you're stepping into my boundaries. And it was very like mama bear, but like it naturally happened. In the end, (laughs) we opened the, the hood of the car and because it's like a 2021 hybrid, like none of us were sure where to put the cables. Like she just stared at it. And I was like, I'm sorry, dude. I was like, there are plenty of people inside and there are plenty of normal cars. I wish I could help you. And she understood. Yeah. But I was just like, no, no, we're not dealing with your crazy to make you comfortable. Step the fuck back yeah. and get a mask. I didn't say yeah. step the fuck yeah, back, this- but I was like, back off. This question asker saying like, well, we have to see them. You actually don't. No, you don't. And they can guilt you all they want. And, and you know, you're going to feel real bad if you let them come over with a mask and your month-old baby gets COVID. Like, now, you and can't I will take say that this. back. And, and also, you know, I'm sure they're vaccinated for other things, which is insane. They won't get the vaccine. Look, do your parents, some parents, like, do your parents live alone? Do they live somewhere where they are constantly quarantining? have them take a rapid test. Maybe they can come over. Maybe it will be less stringent. We've definitely done that. You don't have to be hard and fast and crazy about it. But are they seeing people? Like everybody's getting Omicron because everyone swears they don't see anyone and yet people are getting it. So there's isolated and then there's isolated. And hopefully as grandparents and as family, they would take it very seriously. There are, look, by the way, just because you have COVID doesn't mean you automatically give it to someone. There's a period of time where the virus sheds. When it's shedding, someone can get it. But if I see you today and I transfer COVID to you today, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're contagious today. So try to like, get some info on that. Um, shedding, being contagious versus not. Get some rapid tests if you can. Or just say you have to get vaccinated. Yeah, I'm just saying like if it's... You guys quarantine and you've been rapid tested and you got a PCR, there are safe ways. It just cost money and it takes time. So you have to decide what you're okay with, but you have to be okay with being like, absolutely not. Here's what we're doing. Yeah. So we have uh, an update that came in from our, our guy who was pranked with the The Welsh guy, the Welsh guy. Yeah. (sighs) He wasn't Welsh. I think the other guy was Welsh. The guy he was seeing had him do a threesome and then was like, ha ha. It was my stepbrother. If you're just tuning (laughs) into the show, that's such a weird update, but yeah, go ahead. Update. So it took a weird turn. And after breaking up with John, Thank I am you. now seeing his stepbrother. No, I'm what? Kidding. Oh, <laughs> ah. <laughs> we did break up. And after getting your advice, I've now let my friends know the real reason as I was keeping this to myself. And they all agreed with everything you said. Thanks for helping. Now, which of you wants to buy me the Christmas presents I'm going to miss out on? Winky face. So he's doing okay. He got out of there, out of that weird situation. Helping one sexually connected Welsh because you're not Welsh. I just like the word Welsh. Helping one person at a time. I love that. I love that you listened. Come on, folks. I don't want you to stop listening, but you know the way. How are you going to take your vows and be like, look, I know you tricked me into sleeping with your stepbrother and it was all a big goof, but I promise to cherish you until I find someone hotter. Good for you. Good on you. Okay, we have another anonymous question who ended their message with also thoughts on on. the Welsh gay drama. 
Wait, is the mission of our podcast to help people break up with people in their lives? Like, should we put That's a little broken heart on the dartboard every time we like facilitate someone excommunicating someone? Yeah. Because I think now people know that we'll give them the answer they want, which is get out of there. <laughs> yeah. Get out of there. We, we co-sign that. <laughs> I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Okay, this this anonymous person says, also, thoughts on the Welsh gay drama? I'm into it, and that's all I have to say. But it's here's their question. Welsh so, a Welsh soap opera. Yeah. About me, 26 male, gay, East Coast, socially outgoing, but I don't have any friendships outside of work or family. Issue. This person, like, structured it. So we had, about me, now issue. I feel bad for ghosting my only friend, and she just reached out after I stopped talking to her for a year. I'm not sure if I should just resume the friendship like nothing happened and say I was taking time for myself or let her know why I didn't respond. Context. My only friend from college dominates all conversations. Anytime I get on a call with her, it would last one to two hours of her just throwing mostly self-induced personal drama at me and not listening to anything I had to say or engaging with anything I'd bring up. By the way. She talked over me all the the time. As I do to you. That's huge for a gay guy to be like, you're too dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) And you're talking too much. Yeah. She positioned herself as being brilliant at everything, but she could never hold down a job or have a non-abusive boyfriend. Crazy drama too. Like, call the police if you don't hear back from me in three hours. And then forgetting she asked. This wore me down and made me depressed, so I just stopped picking up the phone. Question. What should I do? I want to be outright and say, you never listened to me and it made me feel more alone, but I think she'll just ignore it and give me a huge update on all the drama in her life. I feel so bad for her, but getting stuck back in our world will be a disaster for me. Compliment. By the way, I was so excited to meet you in Europe, but I got deported from Serbia and had to come back to New York before your tour. But that's a story for another time. Deport. I missed it. It glitched out. I got deported what? By the way, was so excited to meet you in Europe, but I got deported from Serbia and had to come back to New York before your tour. But that's a story for another time. Oh, I don't buy that excuse because then I played New York. So where were you? Hmm? <laughs> the old Serbian excuse. Um. Listen, wait, are you the same guy? No, this is a different guy who just is into the Welsh story. Okay, 
Okay, okay. I love it. I love it. I love the gay connection. Um, yeah. I think you answered your own question because my question before you answered your own question was, is there a path to being friends with this person again? But you said, I don't want to get sucked back in. So yeah. it's kind of like, you want to do the right thing and be like, look, here are the reasons. It'll probably either go on, uh, fall on deaf ears or it'll hurt her feelings. If it's been a year and she reached out and she didn't reach out in a way that was like, hey, I wasn't in a great place. I did this, this, and this, and I'm really sorry. Was her reach out just like, hey, where have you been? You know, that's her being like, hey, I probably don't have any other friends and I like to reach out to this person. You are well within your rights to just not respond or just be like, yeah, I just took some time for myself and I'm just figuring out my life. You know, it it really depends on how do how are you going to put your head on the pillow at night? Like, are you going to feel good if you say to her, you do all of these things that are crazy and they bother me? Is it worth listing it out? And Eve, is there a version where she does a mea culpa and you still want to be friends with her? I don't think you do. And I have a feeling the longer you go without answering her, the more it'll just kind of fade away. Sorry, I'm trying to like burp and have my and have my cake and eat it too. Yeah. So I think only you can answer that. What do you really want out of when if you respond to her, what's your highest hope? Have you vilified her enough in your head? Because this happens too, where like you justify why you don't want to be friends with someone and then all of a sudden they're evil. There must have been a reason you were friends with her, but what do you really want? If you don't want a friendship with her and you don't care and you've moved on and you're in a different place, also to go a year without talking and have her reach out. You know, I don't know how she reached out. It's all about what you want. So think about what you want and what you'll feel good about and do that. Mm-hmm. Be like, I need you to send me $15 over Zelle and an edible arrangement. Zelle. <laughs> Why do I think that, okay. that that's like the drug dealer one and somehow oh. Venmo is like classy? <laughs> I know Venmo is, I think because you only ever get asked for Zelle by shady people. I think it's like parents use Zelle. I also think it's like a first to market thing. Like in my mind, Uber is classy and Lyft is gritty. Like in my mind, Postmates is nice and Grubhub is weird. And so like, think about it, like Coca-Cola, you're like, ooh, I don't want a Pepsi. You know, you're like, oh, I want a Sprite. Like who drinks a slice? There is something, 7-Up is like only 7-Up. There's some some value to being first to market, even though Lyft is great. Well, Venmo is also like I think of it as among friends, like you you you're splitting a bill or whatever. Yes, but Zelle is like several like like what is it called when you go to the bank and you do a a wire transfer? Yes, to me, which seems like you're transferring money to people, fake Ethiopian kings or whatever. Zelle also feels like very on the down low. Like, I did a service for you. Do you have Zelle? And I think Venmo maybe takes more of a percentage. I don't know. But it's 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 just about perception and first to market. That's all, folks. Mm-hmm. You ready? Top of the cup? It's the top of the cup. You're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. My top of the cob is I may... Uh, pretty an on it person, pretty adept at most things communication wise. And I always feel like when people don't text you back for a while, it's like kind of a flex. And recently I've been just kind of busy and preoccupied. I'm not a big, oh, I've been preoccupied, but like, I do like that I have priorities in my life that sometimes make it so that I genuinely do not see a text or forget. 
And I feel good in that honesty. Somebody texted me recently about like a show and I always get back to people, but I didn't get back to them. And I think people like working because I always get back to them. And I just never, you know, a week went by and they like hit me up and I was like, oh, I genuinely didn't see this. And I like that my answer is honest versus like pretending you didn't see it. And then you're like, sorry, I've been busy. So uh, being genuinely preoccupied is a nice place for me. Not paying attention to everything is a nice place. Yeah. My top is crackers and cheese. So fun. And they're not something that you cut up for yourself. Emily, you got to try harder. That's a, that's a turd answer. Crackers and cheese. That's genuine. That's genuine. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Because it's not like. Wait, what were you saying? You're like, it's not something you do for yourself. It's not an everyday luxury. (laughs) No, it's not. What? I don't sit there alone. Like when I live by myself, I didn't sit there and go, I'm going to get a little block of cheese. But now sometimes. There's just a cut up little plate and there's just little slices. And I'm like, oh, look at this luxury. Who's cutting it up? My parents. All right. Maybe they cut it up for themselves. Sometimes they get them to cut me an apple. Yeah. Getting parents to do my mom visits. I'll be like, will you, even though she was never like, will you make me a snack? I'm 38 and I'm tired. She'll make a snack. Uh, it tastes better. Crackers, you know what? You're absolutely right because we got some fancy ingredients the other day and we had leftovers and I just sat there hovering over a box of like Italian olive oil crackers and some truffle cheese and that's a meal right there. I'll fill you up. Yeah, and it's just so fun and decadent. It can be decadent. It can also just be a casual club cracker and some cheddar, which is also very good. Yeah. Club cracker or Ritz. Oh, never not good. Yeah. Um, my bottom of the cob is nobody talks about how boring it can be to wait for a baby to be born. <laughs> right. Cause you really can't do anything. You just kind of got to be ready to go. Like, yeah, especially like the last two weeks, I had a very easy pregnancy and I was very busy. So my pregnancy went by very quickly. Um, uh-huh. Fortunately for me, I didn't have to think about it a lot because she was an easy pregnancy knock on wood, thank God. Um, Uh But it's like, I've got like a week to go and it's like, yeah, could be any day, could be never. Also, subsec, bottom of the cob, subsection A, Uh just a lot, you know, the information about women's bodies is out there. It's just hard to seek it out when it doesn't really have to do with your body. Like you don't want to hear about a procedure you don't have to have or a phase of life you're not in. When you are like a week out or two weeks out, you go to the doctor and they, so gnarly, the whole thing's fucking gross. Uh, And they check your cervix to see if you're dilated at all. Because you could be walking around dilated, which means like the baby's on its way. What they don't tell you is once they check your cervix, they leave the room and you're just bleeding. No one said it to me. Like you're just glooping out. It's very like old. It's not uh, like period blood. It's just like, from the walls of your cervix and nobody said anything. So I get in the car and I like put my hand down there. I'm like, oh my God, there's blood. But of course you can't call the doctor because you get a phone tree and then you're on hold and then you're leaving a message. I made my doctor give me her number. I was like, look, I'm a celebrity. It was like a fill-in doctor. I'm not going to text you, but you got to give me your number. Like I can't be. So she did. She was like very resigned to it. And I think they probably do so many of these all day, every day that they forgot to say like, by the way, might want to grab a pad on your way out. And so they just check it. It literally takes a split second to check. And for this like last several days, I'm just like, oh, there's just brown old blood coming out of me. I don't care if that bothers people. Like this is part of it. How did you find out though that it was like 
fine. I Googled it. <laughs> I'm just saying, oh like, God. help a sister out. Give a heads up and let me take one of the free they pads. say before the appointment. Come to the appointment with, like, a pad or something. They, they have them there, and I didn't take any because I didn't know. And then you leave, and you're, like, scared. The rule is, yeah, yeah. you don't. Every time you leave a room, you're not checking to see if blood's coming out. I was just like, why they is this? Tell you, yeah, why is this wet? That not is in a scary. fun way. Anyway, but waiting <laughs> oh, for this no. baby, and every kick, I'm like, give me a few more. Let's do this. And the baby's just like, no, I'm cozy here. <sighs> so, I also found out. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Go do your bottom what? line. It's a bit of a top of a cob, but it's controversial. They can, do you want me to do my bottom first yeah, or right. you want to go? I'll just say it. All right, go ahead. No, I'll say it. That way I can bury it. Um, in addition to an epidural, they also can give you a little bit of fentanyl. And it's medically- At the same time? Uh, I don't know how that works. And so I was just like, yo, if you're ever going to be high, like a medically monitored, medically induced high, I prob- I'm not going to do it. I don't, I doubt that I'll need that, but- Knowing that that option is there for like a little party, tasty time. You kick it. Don't do fentanyl. Don't do drugs. It's killing people. But a doctor in a safe hospital giving you a niblet could be tasty. Mm. Niblet of fentanyl. My bottom of the cup is that some of the things that bothered my COVID senses before aren't as bad, but I have new ones and whatever. Um. Uh, laundry detergent or whatever we're using in this house is one of my new ones. And I was like, oh my God, all my clothes smell like mold. Oh my (gasps) God, oh my God. I took out, cleaned out all my drawers, washed everything, had and everybody else smelled them. I was like, nope, this is, I don't smell anything. So it's me. Just counterpoint, your things- That they're used to it. Are filthy and continue to be filthy. And you're not delusional and it is mold because I smelled through my Breathe Right strip and my pregnancy nostrils and a cold. I woke up at 5 a.m. and I was like, Noah, there's a skunk outside. He's like, I don't smell it. I'm like, the fact that I can and you can't means I have superior nostrils. There was a skunk. The dog smelled it. I know. Yeah. I wished, I was like, I wish I could have Eliza smell it because I thought it was my drawers. So I washed everything and I hung everything up in my closet. No, same thing happened in there. You hung everything wet in your closet? No, 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 oh. no. Wash, dry, put it up in the closet. Folks, so, listen. But I really did think like, I wish Eliza could smell this and tell me. I would validate it. Sometimes things have like remnants of a scent attached to something. Like it could be that it just doesn't agree with you. But I believe that you have like long haul COVID weird symptoms. And folks, that's just no. a ter- um, one of the many reasons you don't want COVID is like, it's a grab bag. Like yeah. fully vaccinated people are seeing less of, are transmitting it less and seeing a reduction in symptoms and issues. So that's great. So you get it. It's kind of a cold. But if like you, if you're not vaccinated, like there are people who like, they, they don't have proper use of their limbs. Their brains are foggy. Like it's a neurological yeah. disorder. In Emily's case, like she can't taste food. This is over a year yeah. later. Is that... A gamble that you want just so you can do a fireball shot in public and breathe on someone. Because to be clear, I got COVID, what, the month before vaccines came out. So I was not vaccinated when when I got it. So that's- Yeah, most of us weren't. Vaccinated. Yeah. Quit holding up the science line, folks. And watch that movie, Don't Look Up. And if you, somebody I know saw it and they were like, cool movie, offbeat premise. I'm like, climate change is not offbeat. We should definitely pay attention. 
<laughs> Folks, Ramos. this episode comes out, and by the time it comes out, I might have a little baby. Mm-hmm. Wish me luck. Actually, by the time this comes out, you better have a little baby. <laughs> I'm going to have a little old baby. Come around at old placenta. Like, Benjamin Button. We're going to evict that baby. And uh, we're going to set her up with a nice new apartment. If anyone knows a good leasing agent, let me know. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.